is connected to how you honor your mother and your father. Oh my God. We ain't dying like y'all dying out here. Hallelujah. This thing that happened this weekend, the blue, whatever, whatever the crush, whatever, whatever that thing is. Orange crush, blue crush, black, whatever it is. Six people that got killed already. Guess how old they are in their twenties? Because Satan knows Ephesians chapter six. Honor your father and your mother, and your days or your journey on the earth will be long and prosperous. What happens if you don't? They're looking for a sign. You want to keep? Let's go deeper here. Let's go deeper here, man. This is a very passionate moment for me. Let's go John chapter fourteen. We're gonna take our time now. I just want to kind of give you guys a few nuggets the Lord gave me concerning the importance of a right view of a father. Look at it now. Look, 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 look what Jesus said in John chapter 14. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and will take, take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas, y'all, Thomas said to the Lord, Thomas said, said to him, Lord, we do not where you are going. How can we know the way? Watch what Jesus says to him. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father. And from now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus and his father, his heavenly father, was so connected that he made that statement, bro, when you see me, you see my daddy. When I see you, I see your daddy. You understand what I'm saying? It's so important for us to understand Jesus' relationship with his father. Jesus was empowered by the Father. He said, look, you ain't got to believe me. He said, look, these are not, the, I'm not speaking my own words. I'm only speaking, I'm speaking the words that my Father gave me. How many young men honor their Father to that point to where, whatever you do, you say, look, man, you got to ask my Father. Bro, you got to ask my Father. Watch this, let me show you something else in the world. Hey, hey you know my shit has laid eggs. And it, it, I just want everybody to know. <laughs> what y'all, what y'all talking about? Look, I have eight chickens, bro. And um, they lay eggs. Brown eggs, organic. Look, for old men, we need that protein. Look, organic eggs, man. So uh, I'll make sure I give you some eggs when you come to the store, okay? I just want to tell you. God, y'all have to. All right, be cool. That's good right there by itself. Look, look at this. Let's go to Genesis chapter 9. Go to Genesis chapter 9. I'm going to show you something here. Uh, I think this is real powerful for me, man. The Lord showed it to me. Man, it was really powerful. Now, y'all, you guys remember about the flood, right? Y'all remember the flood? And Genesis uh, chapter 9, verse 18. Let's look at verse 18, right? Okay, all right. Look at this, guys. The sons of Noah who went forth from, from the ark were Shem, 
Ham and Jephthah. I'll slow down and let you get there. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18. You got it there? Okay. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18. Are you there? Yes. Okay, all right. The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these, or from these, the people of the whole world were dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soul, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk, and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Shem and Jephthah took a garment, laid it on him, both their shoulders, and walked backwards and covered their father's nakedness. Covered their, covered their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned back, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his youngest son had done to knew what his youngest son had done to him. Now look at this now. God gives fathers the authority in the earth to curse their sons. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, back in that particular time, you can't look at a naked man. Another man or a child, you can't do that. What you do, Noah was drunk. Now watch this, y'all. God chose this man to save the world. The Bible said that, if, that during that particular time, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The Bible also said that Noah was perfect in that generation. That word perfect there means Noah was sincere. It was a wicked generation, child. Everybody was smoking weed. Everybody was getting high. Everybody. And when, that, when the water came and the flood came, I could see in my mind women throwing their babies up to try to get them in the heart, but it was too late. They take that Noah. Noah preached 300 years of preaching righteousness. But watch this. God used a drunk to save the world. So that's why I see you can't, you can't measure a father by what he does. Uh, no, because watch this. God always chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. The Bible even says it like this. The least among men shall be the greatest in the kingdom. So you're telling me the man that has no knowledge the least among men, in your mind, what is the least among men? Men that don't work, men that stand on the corner with a sign, all, all that. God chooses the least among men to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. That's why men, we look on the outside. Get rid of that. The Bible said that all souls are his. You must get beyond how a man looks, young ladies. Get beyond it and find out what's in his heart. Because this is what's in his heart that's going to move him to marry you. See, look, 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 look. You got to get in his heart. See, once a woman get in a man's heart, it's going to move his hand to his wallet. He's going to go to the jury store, get that ring. But it's what you do in his heart. It's what you do to his heart. Women move men to marry them. You know, man, you ain't, you ain't trusting me. man. I got 25 women in one man. Look what? If you don't move his heart, baby, he won't be faithful. Well, a man is in love. You know what I mean? When he said, well, he's in love with you, you ain't got to worry about the other woman because you don't feel his heart. Another woman, he'll look at her like she a man. Because you don't got down in there. Get in here. Don't worry about getting in the pocket. 
The money will come when you get the heart. Are you here? You want your life bills paid and all that? Get in his heart. You ain't got to ask him. Baby, look, baby.
father was a pastor. And the Lord allowed me to be raised up in this house right here off of 26 and Buckman. And uh, my, grandfather, my grandfather was off the chain. Had a third grade education. But when he opened up the word, he could read that word like crazy. Look, I used to look at my grandfather's hands. And they were, they looked like they were just, he wasn't a light-skinned guy. You know what I mean? But his hands had like a glow on them. My grandfather always told me, he said, Don, he said, stay with the Lord. No matter what, stay with the Lord. Stay with the Lord. Stay with the Lord. That's what my grandfather told me. Now watch this. I, in, in, in my grandfather's house, there were three of us. It was me, my cousin Tony, and my cousin Abel. Now, remember now, we were around my grandfather, but everybody had a different father. You feel me? But they were my brother, they were my cousins. My cousin used to break in my grandfather's car and steal the church money. You know the little tithe money we used to put in the little envelope and everything? My cousin, right, raised in the same house with me, used to go in my grandfather's wallet and take his money. My aunts always thought it was me because they said, well, his mama, you know, his mama thug, you know, she, she, you know what I mean? So they thought it was me, right? And so what they would do, they would always try to blame me for anything that happened in the house instead of looking at their own son, right? That same boy wind up trying to fight my grandmother. He jumped on my grandfather. His life got cursed. And right now, my, well, in the 11th grade, 12th grade, he robbed First National Bank on Main Street. He got out, he did five years, did it, robbed another bank. He got out, met a nice girl, got married, was going over to self, but that seed was in it. A friend of his had a, had, a, had, a, had, a, had, a, had a girlfriend, and the girl dumped him. Him and the friend went to get the boy, took the boy in the old house off of 22nd Street over here, beat the guy for a couple of days. My cousin went back in the house and blew the back of the boy's head off. Now my cousin, raised in the same house with a pastor, is doing three life sentences because of the seed that was in. He was bad, he was a bad seed. They should have killed him in the basement. Like some of my kids, I won't try to smoke him in the basement. Y'all ain't had no tree y'all can kill him in the basement. It's all right, huh? I'm just saying what y'all don't want to say. I mean, y'all got to act, you know, huh? Huh? I got a couple of my children. I wanted to I should have took him out in the bassinet. I should have got him. He was crying. I should have just, oh, baby, he ain't breathing. I don't know what happened to him. People are either thinking, I didn't want him to fall. I should have just smothered him. My youngest son, I should have got him in the bassinet. So your children right now, y'all just want to say what I'm going to say, 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 huh? Huh? Some of you want to kill him in the bassinet. It'll save you a lot of trouble. It'll save you a lot of pain, bro. You won't have to go get him out of jail, I guarantee you. You should have killed him in the bassinet. All right, bro. Why y'all looking at me like that? Bro, look at him, bro. They'll kill you. Oh, they trying to kill you, man. Man, you better sleep with one of your eyes open. And you don't walk around in the house and try to kill you, man. They'll kill you dead, bro. They'll go up at you. I've never had one of my sons do that because I know I'd go to prison. I got a man I've been working hard and paying, paying bills and bro, you, you want to do what? You want to fight your father? Oh, you finna get up out of here, bro. Ask Marvin Gaye. He jumped on his dad. He ain't jumped no more, did Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's go further here. Let's go further here. Where am I? Where am I? Genesis chapter 22. Look at this. Look at this guy. 
After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son. Now look, y'all, Abraham had done prayed, he had done got Hagar, he done did all kinds of things to get this son. After everything Abraham went through to get the son, God said, you know what I'm getting ready to do, boy? I'm going to test your faith in me. Remember, Abraham was what, y'all? The father of faith. Right? Abraham's faith was, I mean, just unprecedented. Look what God told the boy to do. How many of y'all would take your only begotten and lay him on the altar? Look at this. Look at this story. Very powerful. Look at this. Look at this, what he said. Yeah, and he said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. Now, God wants him to set his own son on fire. Isn't that crazy? He wants you to burn your own child? Well, I just talked about maybe smothering him. That's not <laughs> That's a little better now. I procrastinate killing the best that you know. <laughs> Watch this now. Look what he says. He said, which I will tell you. So Abram rose early in the morning, sat on the donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and his son Isaac, and cut wood for the burnt offering, and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, y'all hear this? On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Abraham had faith to know that even if God allowed me to burn him up, he must be going to give him another son. But God had already previously told me that this boy was going to be my son. He's going to be a blessing. And remember now, Jesus came out of this same lineage. Look what he told him. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it, up on, laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took his hand and the fire and the knife. So they went both. They went, they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abram said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood on the altar in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar. He bound his son up and laid him on the altar. Isn't that amazing? Watch this. That right there was a type of protection and because listen, God was getting ready to give up his own son. Later on in time, Jesus on the son, right? Let's go for Let's go for Let's go for Let's go to Let's go to I got Genesis chapter 49. Go over there. Hope you guys get something out of this. You know, it helped you, help you a little bit. It's really been helping me, man, because you know I've had to learn how to deal with my children like God deal with me. A father has to have a lot of love. You can't be hard. You can't provoke your children to anger. You know what I mean? You got to make sure that you have a balance. And you got you know, you to have a balance with you. You feel me? Because, you know, a fa fathers have a heart. A lot of times we put on a hard shell, but deep down inside of a father, there's a lot of love for his children. Anything that came from a man, he loves. 
and women don't underestimate when a father's being stern to a child or to your son or whatever. Get out the way. Get the hell out the way. Let that man take care of those boys. He's a man. Get out of the way. I know y'all be trying to love whatever, whatever, wait a minute. <clears throat> don't do that. Please don't do that. And look, a lot of your separations and your divorces and stuff like that come behind them dad on children. Mm -hmm. Look, look here. I'm not putting no churn before me and my woman. I love her, but she can give me what y'all can never give me. You understand? She can feel my heart. Y'all can't do that. Y'all my kids. Feel me? Same thing with women. You, you got to make sure you stay out of that. If he jack him up, let him jack him up because if he don't jack him up, the police gonna jack him up. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You must understand how serious it is for you as women. Don't intervene with a father's right. A father have a right to chastise his son. You, as a woman, don't take ownership of your child. You wouldn't have the child if the man didn't put the seed in. Look at him. God loved the father of that child so much that in eternity, he put your child's seed in that man to get that child in her. He could have found any kind of woman to put, put a seed in. I mean, but he just showed you just was a carrot. That's all. Don't, don't get it. Don't think you own something. No, just carry a seed, baby. Anybody could carry it. But the child was going to come into earth because God put the seed where, y'all? In the man. Y'all just carried See, you ain't enough to carry I know you went nine months and the. Well, we got to go 18 years with them right. Y'all going to ruin them. Y'all going to ruin them. I ain't never seen a child. Look, women ruin children. Men beat the hell out of them. That's what I like. I like a love with the Don't you like the women when they start crying and then, you know, they you beat them. Then they, 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 you get them beat them real good, right? Then they start crying and then they, they mouth gets stuck. They, they, you know, they can't cry no more. They mouth stuck. Telling them this is how your life gonna turn out, bro. 
Because God don't gave me the authority as a father in the earth to speak your destiny or your doom. Watch this. Days to come. Look at this. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, because I had you when I was young. Are you following me? And the first fruit of my strength. Now look what, look what this boy is supposed to be walking in. Watch this. Preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. That's what he was supposed to be walking in. But his daddy, his daddy couldn't, he said that now because, you know, he conceived him when he was young. He was strong. Feel me? The first son of a man. It's so important. It's so important, the first son of a man. Watch this now. He told that boy preeminent in power. This boy had a blessing on him, didn't even know it. But watch this, y'all. Watch it turn. Ruin you are my firstborn, my might, and the first fruit of my strength. Preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. Unstable as war, he said. About that boy. You shall not have preeminence. Because you went up to your father's bed and defiled it and went up to my couch. The youngest boy. You know, back then, the men had men, women, and wives. I don't know how. One is enough in America. One black woman, bro. One of y'all is insane. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how God had two black, two, went two black women. Oh, hell no. One is enough. One of Eve's daughters is enough. You know, all y'all eat the daughters of Eve. Look, have you, you men, y'all want that. Look, have you ever seen a woman that was not guilty? She innocent. You innocent. I get ain't you innocent. Ain't she innocent? You innocent. 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 Brother, all women want to be innocent. Y'all about the most innocent people I ever see. Hey, bro. They'll never do nothing wrong. They always want to be. We need to talk. They always want to shout to the principal. They always want to give us a referral. Why? I mean, I mean why, why y'all always see? Y'all the daughters of Eve. Y'all always, Eve was innocent. But she, the daughters of Eve. Always innocent. It's always us. Now you know how wait a minute, now you know. Always us. You guys are never guilty. But men, we are guilty, guilty, guilty. Why? That meant Jesus. I'm just trying to figure things out. Why they all wrong? See, y'all get it from Eve. The first woman. When y'all y'all innocent, she was innocent. Let's go deeper in. Look at this boy. Look at this, y'all. Because you went up to your father's bed and you defiled it. Wow. Now he's going to get to the other son. Look at this. Simon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence. And their sword, let my soul come not into their counsel. Oh, my glory, be not joined to their company. Them some bad boys too. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Watch this, y'all. Look, 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 look. The daddy get ready to do now. He cursed. Look at this, y'all. Be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. He coming to the third son, Judah. 
of the fourth son, Judah. Judah, your brother shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down and crouched as a lion, as a lioness who dares arouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. That anointing shall not leave Judah. His father spoke that blessing on him. The tribe of Judah. The lion of Judah. Y'all heard that? That's where they come from. Jacob spoke that over this boy. Y'all see it? Jacob spoke that blessing over that boy. And look, even to this day, who, 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 who got the praise, y'all? Judah. Where does the praise come from? Who? Judah. Judah goes first to praise God, to bring the anointing. The scepter is that anointing. Are you following me? Good God Almighty. Now look at his father. Now watch it. Here we go, y'all. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him. And to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Wow. Incredible. Here we go. Binding his foal to the vine, and his donkey's coat to the choice vine. He has washed his garments in wine, and his vesture in blood of grace. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than, than, than milk. Now he's going to say something about Zebulon. Zebulon shall dwell in the shore of the sea, and he shall become a haven for ships, and his border shall be Sidon. Issachar. Look what he says about Issachar. Issachar is a strong donkey crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw the resting place was good and that the land was pleasant. So he bowed his shoulders to bear and became servant at, at forced labor. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way of a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backwards. I wait for, I wait for salvation, O Lord. Raiders shall reign, God, but he shall reign at their heels. Asher's food shall be rich, and he shall yield royal delicacies. See, he's speaking on me more. Nephertilim is, is a doe let loose that bears beautiful farms. Joseph, look at Joseph, y'all. Look at the blessing he's speaking on Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by a spring. His branches run over the wall. The archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely. Yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. But do you see the blessing and do you see the curse? Now, guys, let's go with me. Go, go to 2 Samuel and then I'm on. Let's go to 2 Samuel. It's so important for fathers. And I mean, you know, go back and read these stories, man. Read these scriptures, man. It'll really help you. It'll inspire you to be stronger men. And right before I get ready to close, I'm every young man, every man fear, young man, stand up for me. I'm gonna speak a blessing over your life, man. So that you'll be a different father than what we got out there now. A lot of fathers are leaving their children, leaving their sons, and man, it's, it's hard. And I'm gonna tell you something, boy. I was trying. I was like before I got saved, boy. I ain't like my father's music. I ain't know who he was. I ain't know. Him. You know, I really did. Uh, let's see here. All right, here we go. Second Samuel. Let's look at verse one, second Samuel. We're gonna look at that and we're gonna kind of screw around a little bit and see what God has to say to us here. This relationship here is a real powerful relationship between David, Saul, and Jonathan. The Bible said that after the death of Saul, 
when King David had returned from striking down the Amalekites. David remained two days in Ziklag. And here it is, y'all. Y'all see it again? And on the what? On the what? Y'all hear that a lot in the Bible, don't you? A lot, 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 lot of that in the Bible. Watch this, watch what he said. And on the third day, behold, a man from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. And when he came to David, he fell on the ground and paid homage. David said to him, where did you come from? And he said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. And David said to him, how did it go? Tell me. And he answered, the people fled from the battle. And also many of the people have fallen and are dead. And Saul and his son, I want to share with y'all this. Jonathan knew that his father was wrong. He knew his father was wrong. His father tried to kill David, all kinds of, he knew it. But watch the, watch the honor that Jonathan gave his father. Jonathan loved his father so much, y'all, that he died with his daddy the same day. He knew his daddy was wrong, but he stood by his father because of the honor that God had put in that boy for his father. He knew his daddy was wrong, right? But he stood right there and died with him the same day. That's honor. When a son is willing to die with you, that's honor. Who cares about that? I'm not pretty sure his mama, don't go out there with him. You know your dad is wrong. But look what the boy did. The boy honored his father in death. Just look at this. Go look for it. Look for it. Look for it. Look for it. Watch this, y'all. How did he go? Tell me, he And the people fled from the battle also many. Uh, many of the people have fallen dead. Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead. Then David said to the young man who told him, how do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead? And the young man who told him said, by chance, now watch this now, David already know you, you lying, bro. You lying. By chance, I happened to be on, the, on Mount Gabor. And there was Saul leaning on his spear. And behold, the chariots and the horsemen were close upon him. And when he looked behind him, I, he saw me and called to me, and, and I answered, Here I am. And he said to me, Who are you? I answered him, I am an Amalekite. And he said to me, Stand beside me and kill me. For anguish has seized me, and yet my life still lingers. So I stood beside him and killed him. <laughs> Watch this. Because I was sure that he would not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the amulet that was on his arm, and I have brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them. So did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and Jonathan, his son, and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. And David said to the young man who told them all their lies, where do you come from here? And he answered, I am the son of a sojourner and Amalekite. David said to him, How is it you were not afraid <clears throat> to put out to put out your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go execute him. And he struck him down so that he died. And David said to him, Your blood be on your head. For your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. Come on, people, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I hope y'all got some another side of the